Oh, by the way, how do you pronounce your first name? Uh, Orsa. Orsa? Yeah. So okay. like the first A has got a dot over it. Fantastic. Yeah, just, with my surname, it's uh, pronounced all sorts of ways. So. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> And welcome to yet another episode of A Bit of Locked Down Swiped Out. As always, it's me here at the other end of the microphone, A Dating Dad. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at A Dating Dad, on Instagram at Dating Dad, or on my website, which is adatingdad.com. And this week, I thought I'd mix it up a little bit by not just talking by myself. So I reached out to Orsa from Taylor Match. Taylor Match are a little bit of a different dating service where they don't just match you on your kind of preferences of your favourite colour is, where you like to go away on holiday, and whether or not you like long walks, but also snuggling up on the sofa. No, these guys actually really focus on the sexual side of things more than, more than most, actually. Sex is obviously such a massive part of every relationship that these guys have decided that that is going to be their real focus. So that's what Orsa has done. I'm not going to go into too much detail now because it's far better to hear the story in our own words. So I'm here with Orsa from Taylor Matched. Orsa, welcome to Swipe Tower. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. I mean, thanks for, for coming in on such a, a hot and beautiful day that we're recording on, just to, to have a bit of a chat with me about Taylor Match and about yourself and, and what you do. Yeah, no, I'm really, um, really excited to, uh, to have the conversation today. And, you know, I'm very passionate about what it is that, that I do. So, uh, so good weather is not going to stop me. <laughs> well, I guess it would be really useful for listeners to actually say what it is you actually do, because obviously you're, you've set up and run Tailor Matched. Matchmaking with uh, kind of tailored things is what everyone says they do, and they're all different. Uh, they're all about setting people up with just the right person. So how the heck is Tailor Matched any different to that? Yeah, so well, that's a very good question. So what we do at Tailor Matched is an offline dating consultancy for the Wild at Heart in London, and we call ourselves uh, the Wild at Heart, and that is because we match people on overall compatibility so life compatibility but also sexual preferences uh, we believe that sexual preferences uh, and a healthy sex life and intimacy uh, is just as important as anything else to a successful relationship so that's why we start to talk about it from the get-go and uh, have the conversation about what's important to you in the bedroom as well as what's important to you in life well according to most people I've well, certainly most women I've spoken with isn't that just tinder yeah, you know, and this is what, <laughs> well, the problem with uh, with Tinder and other apps is that you kind of put together a lot of different people who have a lot of different intentions and there is a lot of variations of how honest people are with what they want and what they're looking for. Um, so what we do is that we have a conversation with everyone before they join. Uh, because as in the name, everything is very tailored and we're really attracting a community of people who are looking for love for the right reasons um, and are also of the opinion that sex is important to them and it's something that they love and it's something that they want to um, indulge in with their partner and continue to explore and learn. So we are saying, okay, you know, this is what you want and this is what we're looking for. And then we make um, compatible introductions. So it's huge differences between us and, and apps. And I actually spoke to um, a gentleman only on Friday who's just joined and um, after maybe 10, 15 minutes conversation and he said wow you know you really take all the pain out of apps and he was like I know you say this on the website but I didn't realize I was like yeah yes we do 
So, so how successful has it been? I mean, how long have you been running, in fact? So Taylor Match um, has been running for 13 months. Uh, so it's just over the year. So um, in normal times, we would have had a big party um, in April, but um, we will do that as soon as we can to celebrate um, the community and the wonderful people that, that is within Taylor Match. Um, so yeah, so you have to come when the when the big party would happen at some point when uh, you know the new normal goes back to somewhat offline. Um, I'm absolutely down with that. I'm yeah, definitely coming. Yeah, cool. So uh, yeah, so we've been around for just over a year. Uh, the matchmaking service officially launched in January, so it's still quite new, uh, but it doesn't reflect the um, the size of the community that we have, which is really nice. So it's been some introductions started. Uh, three months ago, where mm -hmm. people started to have the introductions. It's been a few second dates and it's been a few really good um, conversations and people just really intrigued about how we are able to, to match them with such you know, high compatibility and really enjoying being able to talk about the sexual aspect as well as, you know, where have you traveled? Do you want to travel more? <laughs> uh, we've been able to, um, with Taylor Match, we're really driving a wider mission to remove shame from sexual desires um, and stigma around sex overall. And that is something that really attracts a certain person and they feel that this is exactly what they get when they when they receive the introduction. So that is a very mature level of conversation about, you know, just everything and that really deepens the connection. So 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 far so good. So we're very excited as we as we continue to grow, even in this surreal time. So, so talk, talk me through that kind of uh, interview process then, because uh, is it about you just saying, OK, well, do you think you are good in bed? Do you think you are bad in bed? Um, and then matching the people who say they're good and bad and all that sort of stuff. Is, is it just as simple as that? Do they have to just rate themselves out of 10? Yeah, that would be really interesting to do, actually. It might be something <laughs> that, uh, that we should add on. Um, what we do, so it's... Um... How we match people is through the suitability method, which is the only bit that's online. Um, how we do this is that we asked, I think it's 75 questions um, that has to do with the bedroom. So it's questions around, I would like to do this to my partner. I would like my partner to do this to me. And then it's mm -hmm. a sliding scale as well. So it's not just as black and white as that. It's kind of, you know, yes, this is a desire of mine, but no, I haven't tried it. But, you know, I would very much like to do so with the right partner to just really gauge people's sexual experiences, their appetite for sexual exploration and also kinks. Mm -hmm. So we match people because this is what happens normally if the conversation is not had, that people would look compatible and feel compatible when it comes to life and what they want. If you have a sexual preferences or a kink that, you know, this is a part of my identity, I really enjoy it. And my partner, you know, someone that they would meet would just never be up for even exploring that. Further down the line, it's going to be a huge incompatibility within their sex life. Uh, when it comes to intimacy, that eventually leads down to conversation of many people saying, oh, we ended up feeling it was more like a friendship. You know, we ended mm -hmm. up as like friends, which is, of course, important within a wider successful relationship. But it's, it's making sure that we talk about it from from the start um, of sexual preferences. Uh, most of them have answer options as well to help help people fill it in. But we also do a free text because it's very important that we get a flavor for the personality um, of the candidate. So it's uh, it's a very thorough uh, questionnaire, let's say that. 
that it's kind of all self-professed and then you're trying to what during the interviews when you chat to them because I'm I, I right in thinking you talk to every single person that, that signs up and, and get to know them a little bit better yes that's right yeah so see that me and the team we have a chat with everyone who shows interest of joining the community that is around maybe half an hour conversation to you know what uh, piqued your interest about TaylorMade to ensure that our company values and their values match up and that they're looking for what they say they're looking for for the right reasons um, and then we have a further, should they sign up to TaylorMatch and join um, our matchmaking community, we have another hour together uh, to really understand and deep, um, delve deeper into that dating history, you know, why are they ready for a relationship now, what you're looking for. It's not an interview. It's just for us to really just get a feel for, for someone because, you know, I'm from a data background. I love data. Um, but when it comes to love and algorithms, you know, doesn't, always work so well because you really you get so much more out of a person beyond any stat or you know answer options that we really just layer that with the conversation um so far we have also um, met well now during corona but up until corona we actually met physically with everyone now a lot of zoom calls is of course happening because we're not allowed to to meet people in real life yet um, mm -hmm. yeah so it's uh, very tailored so it's all, all about sex then. Is, is, it, is that more important than kind of the kind of personality side of things? So sex is important and that is something that we do talk about. However, life compatibility is also important. So what we're clear to say is that we don't believe that sexual compatibility is more important than life compatibility, but they are equally important to a successful relationship. And the reason why I wanted to set up Taylor Match is based on my previous dating life and love life where I was compatible. I found men that I was compatible with in life, but when it came to the bedroom, um, you know, our exploration, how we could open up and talk about it was, you know, just didn't exist. Um, I therefore went out in the world and I thought, okay, so what was missing from this relationship was the intimacy and the sex and, you know, the appetite for really just exploring my desires. Um, so I went out in, in the world and showed up as that and then attracted men that I was sexually compatible with, which was amazing. But then we were not compatible in life. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, I tended to meet either uh, either or let's say. Uh, so this is why when I started looking at the dating industry, I figured actually, or well, I saw that no one is really talking about the life compatibility and sexual compatibility from the get go and just, you know, not making a big deal out of what is important to us when we're out there seeking, you know, our person or, or people. Um, so they are, they are equally important. And it was also, of course, you know, depend down to, we also ask questions, you know, what's most important to you, you know, sex, romance, intimacy, and really get a feel for the person. And, and um, yeah, their erotic blueprint, I guess this is. <laughs> have, you, have you ever been kind of shocked by some of the answers you've had? Anything that have really made you open your eyes and go, wow, that's, that's out there? Uh, not yet, uh, but then I am very much um, in the industry of, you know, this amazing wide network of sex educators. Um, I do a lot of collaborations. Um, me, myself, you know, since the last two, three years, I've really gone on a journey to sexual liberation and therefore come across mm -hmm. um, many different networks, um, situations, workshops. So I'm quite, you know aware of what's going on so nothing has shocked me so far I think everything just makes me very when I see someone and I speak to them like a conversation I had this morning 
and um, she was saying, you know, the sexual aspect is really important. Then she went in a little bit more about her sexual preferences. And it just made me so happy to be able to have this conversation with someone and being so open about what they're looking for and have also, you know, been honest with themselves, saying the partner that I want to meet, I want them to at least have an interest towards exploring this, um, you know, kink or fetish that I have. So that makes me very, very happy. But uh, so far, nothing has shocked me yet. Who knows? Who knows? When I'm thinking about this sort of thing, I'm thinking there must be some common tropes. There must be some some common kinks and kind of fantasies and desires. Um, and I'm wondering, what are there any that kind of cut across and you think, yep, no, they're always going to say this, and now let's get to the, the more extreme stuff. Is there any that are really common? The majority of people sit somewhere. So I, I hate the word, you know, vanilla sex, but it's just for reference, you know, that we're talking more about, you know, uh, we're happy with the sex life that uh, it's not kink related, it's not fetish related. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, the majority of people fall into the middle of being more explorative than vanilla sex and wanting to explore BDSM or, um, or kink, um, but haven't found the re- yet uh, the right partner yet. Something that we see quite mm-hmm. often is um, with the right partner that I can trust, I would love to explore X, Y, Z, which is quite interesting. So it means that it's a higher appetite for uh, sexual desires and fantasies, but they haven't yet found the person to explore that with. And does, does it need one of them to be kind of more taking the lead? Because obviously if, if, we, if someone wants to explore this sort of stuff, mm. kind of making it up as you go along doesn't always result in a really satisfying thing. So do you, do you get the best matches where one person says, yep, I know exactly what I'm doing here. I want someone to do it with. And then someone else coming along saying, well, I want to explore it a little bit. Or, or can you just kind of, for want of a better phrase, fumble around and see if you can make it work? Yes, you can definitely fumble around if the intention is the same. Um, so something that, that you know, is, is a desire to, to explore and they have probably with that had some encounters or been on a workshop, or, you know, there is something that within them that knows that this is really intriguing to them. Um, I actually had this very question on a workshop that I ran um, last week around awakening your feminine sexual energies and power. Um, and she said, should I... Do you think I should go with someone that has done the same level of exploration as me or should I go with someone that's more advanced? And what I said to her was that it comes down to the level of trust that you are willing to put in a per- towards a person. Because let's say it would be something, um, a new new thing when it comes to sexual exploration that you haven't done before and the other person is very experienced, you may feel like the gap is quite might be a big gap between where the both of you are but again through communication and trust that that gap can really be um, shortened in terms of the more experience of course taking the lead Uh, if both of us um, would be inexperienced as it is or we want to explore more and that's still you know there is a different I guess it's more of an exploration between Mm -hmm. the both of you because one of you don't know more than than the other one does if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Uh, so this is why I always I always bang on about you know go to events obviously now go to online events but really invest in your love life as much as you invest time in you know a personal trainer the way you eat uh your career you know time with friends and family make sure that you invest this time for you of course it always starts with you don't do it because of someone else but um Mm -hmm. if there is a desire within you you know go out and explore and, you know, join communities and really join the conversation. Um, Because even between inexperienced people and experienced, 
the experienced people that I come across are very happy to take the lead and show um, and kind of take the lead with people that are mm-hmm. less than. It's just that the appetite needs to come for someone and trust is something that comes up a lot. One thing I was thinking about was, obviously this sounds absolutely amazing and a lot of people will be really into it, but some people might just be in it just for the sex. You know, they can just say the right things to, to get in someone's underwear. You know, for want of a better phrase, the fuck boys out there. How do you weed those out of the, the crowd when you're trying to get people all set up on these? Before people join, there is a process of getting on the call with either me or the team, which tends to be a Zoom call. You know, mm-hmm. should they want to um, sign up, there is another call to be had. Um, then there is the suitability profile to be filled in, which creates your profile around life compatibility and sexual preferences. So it's a few steps that I need to go through in order to get to the community so what we find is that we get a lot of inquiries most people agree to a call most people then sign up and join the community but people who don't engage from the sign up um, and when i say sign up it's an interest and uh, inquiry about wanting Mm -hmm. to join when we see there is no uh you know desire for them to continue the conversation i think that says quite a lot and this is also really what we set us selves apart from apps of that anyone could go on an app and you know say name age what they're about what they look like you know and actually do we really know is is them and so what you know we can really have the the checks of everyone sends in a copy of a driving license or um, all right so full-on identity checks in yeah exactly so we're making sure that the person say who they say they are Um, and people who you know and i am very honest with um when people join as well, I was like, you know, just tell me your intention. And I'm not saying I have had men and women come to me and they say, okay, I want to join the community. And after a conversation, because I've been on the, on the, on a journey myself as well, I can really catch certain words or phrases that they have. And mm. therefore I can just feel actually you want to explore more you're not ready to, to find a relationship. And that's fine. I was like, it's, you know, what I'm, does this feel true to you? And they're like, yes, it does. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, you should go and, you know, check out, uh, you know, like someone like Killing Kittens who do sex parties and like all empowerment for women um, or, you know, go to this community and, you know, just explore, explore as much as you want. And when you're ready to to find love, you know, then you come back to me. Um, and this has been the process for, for a couple of men and women who wanted to join last year. It felt like it wasn't the right time for them because they wanted to explore more sexually and they wasn't really you know committed to to meeting someone but you know we nonetheless nonetheless we help them on their journey and now they're back within tailor matched um i mean are there um things you said you meant there's a few words and phrases and stuff what what is there any advice you've got on how to spot a fuckboy how to spot a fuckboy <laughs> yeah um something that i often talk about is you will see the action versus words, you know, what someone says and how they actually show up in the world. If you feel like those two things uh, do not match up, uh, that's something that that I would look out for. So just look for patterns towards what they're saying and how people are behaving. Um, Mm -hmm. And what I speak about a lot as well is how not to lose yourself in a relationship. And lots of people, because, you know, we want to find love and we want to find a partner. Something that I see, a lot is people rushing into the process they just want to meet someone so they go on apps and they go on multiple dates and they just so 
attached to the end result that they kind of missing to see incompatibilities in the process because we've met someone and then, you know, we make, you know, and, and I've been there too, um, of just making our life about them. And we're so excited about this connection and we want to explore it when I actually say slow it down. So if you mm-hmm. slow it down you to not stop with your routine, you know, whatever that looks like around your life, because you haven't met someone. And that has actually helped a lot of men and women to spot people who just don't want the same things as them. But maybe at one point they alluded to to something different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's just, you know, slowing it down, having conversations. Um, another thing, and some someone was saying to me the other day that um, when it comes to apps, that either, even if they continue with apps, they are from, from here on in always going to go on a video date before going on a date. Oh, you reckon coronavirus has kind of put that into the, the standard dating process now then? Yeah, I do. I do. I think that people just actually, now looking back, uh, I, there is a wider conversation around how on earth did apps not have a video function before? And mm-hmm. something that I've heard a lot, you know, through the journey with Taylor Mash as well, when people have been successful of, of meeting someone, just when I'm out there and talking about people's general dating experiences and journeys because of course we're intrigued to understand you know how people do them and and um, the satisfaction rate or pain points and things like that and we also even started to hear last year um, that it was a couple of women who what they started to do differently was to only go on dates with men who had agreed to a video call first Mm-hmm. So it's just again little things to you know look out for I think with words we can basically say, you know, you can say whatever you want. And the only way to really see if that's true is to then see, not that I want people to be like, oh, now I'm going to check if what he or she said is what they're going to do. But, you know, it's just in general, if people say they're going to do something and then not following up, it's just something to be kind of looking out for and just slowing everything down as well allows you to see incompatibilities. Yeah, because I've definitely had that in the past where I've been talking to women and, and it, it basically sounds like they're reading a script of this is the sort of woman I think men want and so I'm going to say these words and act in a certain way just because I think that's what's kind of appropriate not because that's necessarily what they wanted to do yeah no we we see this as well and I was on a podcast um early in the year and I was talking about what women want and it's very interesting that we see that women generally want men who you know can meet them uh, when it comes to uh, you know, emotionally meeting them, you know, they have their life together, they want to meet someone else who's got, you know, their career is all right, they're doing okay, you know, and they want to share their life with somebody. And so they want to be met, you know, emotionally, and where they are in terms of yeah. the life that they generated for themselves. And men continue to ask the question, you know, what do women want? And, the, you know, the, the key there, of course... <laughs> yeah exactly so women want to you know find men who can meet them emotionally and you know on the level that they are in their life and for men to just be them like you know being authentically uh, unapologetically themselves and men what we find generally is still a lot of the conversation of like what do women want just tell me what they want and I'll be that which is just a very short-term strategy isn't it well, it is, it is. But, you know, if, if you get it right once and you're, that's all you need to do is get it right once and you found that right person. 
Yeah, and it depends on how much you are willing to go in and find, uh, find how much time are you willing to part before you find that one. And actually, your experience, a journey that I have been on was to a few years ago, it was more about, you know, I had an understanding of, of what I wanted, but I was also very much molding myself into the relationships that I had or connections that I found because it was exciting and you know wanted that love and um and the good feeling that is to to meet someone but when I became even more honest with myself about who I am the type of life that I want um and what kind of like traits that I would find attractive in a partner so values you know what type of life do I want and when I started to almost just go in more within myself of just showing up in the world as the person that I am I started to attract more men that was exactly on the path that I was at so that was a huge mm -hmm. shift for me um so I still you know we're not compatible with with everyone of course that that we're meeting but it heightens your chances and also what I like about it is that it's is your journey and it's your life so up until we meet someone you're still enjoying and learning and exploring your life and your desires you know inside and outside the bedroom and when you meet someone you know you're gonna feel more whole as a person and the person that you're meeting in the future is more like a, you know someone you want to share things with so you've spoken about what women want have you got a handle on what men want so men often ask me, what do women want? Um, but men, um, often what comes up as well is that people are, they are attracted to women that are secure in themselves. So it's someone that's secure in terms of the life that they're living and where they want to go in terms of sexual exploration as well. You know, someone that's um, not confident and such, but just comfortable in where they are and where they want to go. Um, someone that's, you know, kind of this has come up a lot after corona i don't know if it's uh, you know changed in the way that people are thinking about relationship and traits that we're looking from for a partner i feel the difference has gone from like they need to uh, be this height or need to have this type of figure to you know i would like someone to be kind and caring um someone that's comfortable in you know their being and things like that which is really nice so it feels like the traits have gone more towards values than it was before corona actually so it's not all bad no, it's not all bad. No, we always have to. I always have to look at the the silver lining, um, of of it all. And uh, that's something that I started talking about quite early during the the conversation, um, the situation that we're currently in. Of you know, just take the time to you know how to spot. You know, you mentioned how to spot a fuck boy or fuck girl if that's a if that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a thing, but if it that's um. <laughs> word um, and something that we started talking about was you know just see how the person that you're talking to is acting around the people around them so are they checking in on you if you're right if you are all right have they mentioned you know how they're interacting with friends and family to check in if they are right you can just see certain traits in how someone is as well and you mm -hmm. know most likely how they're going to treat you as well so in terms of some of like those conversations, do you get feedback from your clients and uh, community after those matches? Or is it a case of did they step up to the plate or do you just once you've made the match, you just kind of let them all go off into the wild and live or die by themselves? <laughs> yeah, no, we do follow up. So uh, we make it very clear that they can contact us at any time to, to share the feedback. And if we haven't heard anything back, we obviously want to allow a little bit of time as well for them to just explore the connection rather than us going in two days after how was it 
Um, but if we should, should we not hear back, then we will follow up so we can just have another conversation because we always want to continue learning. Uh, there is someone after the first match who at the moment pausing the other matches because the introduction went really well and they want to explore that further, which is really good news. Um, yeah. So yeah, we always, we always hear from the majority of people tend to let us know, but it's a couple of people we, you know, have to chase here and there. Um, but yeah, it's important for us to understand how their experience was and for us to continue to learn about them. Sounds like a hell of a package. I mean, it, is it really, really expensive to take part in this? No, it isn't. So something that before when I set up Taylor Matched, you know, I was very, the pricing was important to me because I felt it was either, you know, apps that just didn't bring the, me the type of quality man that I was looking for. But of course, there is a, you know, the price points on apps is cheaper, so it's quite accessible. But then when I started looking to the matchmaking industry, it was quite hefty prices. And I thought I wouldn't want anyone to have to part with that much money in order to find love. So another thing that we that we talk about is that love uh, shouldn't be a luxury, um, mm-hmm. you know, and cost you the earth um, as well. But of course, it, there is a reflection of of the the care that we take of getting to know you um, properly, so we can do the best introductions uh, possible. But yeah, so it's somewhere in 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 the middle. Uh, but um, that was very important for me to for this to be accessible to people, um. So it's not just like apps or nothing, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Have you got any top bits of advice for someone who's who's thinking about kind of uh, having those conversations with people that they're starting to see, but might not know where to start in having those kind of more sexual exploration discussions? Yeah. So one of the my favorite um, is always what you can do is to bring in really easy. You can say, you know, something that I heard on a podcast was X Y Z. My friends uh, spoke about this, or I've been on a workshop. I want to go to a workshop around you know whatever subject you know just to put that across to see the reaction Mm -hmm. back Um, and something like you know what do you think about this Um, or I have always been really intrigued around um, kink or BDSM would you like me to tell you what I find interesting about it is a really nice question as well because what we don't want to do is put people on the spot if we don't Mm -hmm. have the reaction if it's not a flowing conversation so something that I recommend as well is really nice for you to take ownership of what you're saying and then simply saying you know would you like me to tell you what it is that I like about it which is another good way to just opening up and you is an opportunity for the other person not having to do anything so you're just taking any potential stress off you know um off them and you can start the conversation but it's a really nice one to just simply say you know you've heard read or listened to um a topic you know whatever that it is that you want to introduce um and then you can start talking about it um as well but fellas, maybe not in the first couple of messages, eh? Maybe not in the first couple of messages. That's just a bit of advice for everybody else. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, of course, <laughs> it's, it's important. And that is something, again, you know, with slowing down, something that we see is that people are really, you know, keen to have a certain conversations, which is great. But it's also, you know, just remember that it's another human being behind you know, either the screen, your phone, or, you know, that you're speaking to, and it's building, you know, they may well want to attend, you know, all the amazing things, you know, that you find to be a great turn on and everything that you enjoy sexually, they might as well just be into exactly the same thing. But sometimes it's the assumption of that trust is there before we start talking about it. So it's, you know, as you say, it's, um, 
not in the first, you know, messages. It's making sure that the connection is established. And men and women, you know, really need this. But women in particular is very important with, you know, holding space around trust. And the more trust that we can build, the easier the conversation will flow because it's easier to open up once we feel that trust has been established. Sounds perfect. I mean, it's one of those things where I'd never really thought about it in, at the start, but certainly not in my, my previous long-term relationship. Yeah. Um, it was just something you did and then you kind of just got into a rhythm and a routine. But yeah. the past few years has taught me many things and one of them definitely, definitely is that the sexual side of things is massively important and you've got to get it right from the start because it's not likely that it's just going to appear by itself after you've been together for five years no and it's something that you know that's another uh, big conversation that that I have with with clients and which has resulted in me doing more relationship coaching rather than coaching for single people around the importance of you know again like investing in your love life and Mm. the you know the the biggest killer to intimacy is is familiarity um, and this is again, you know, and even me and my partner, we, me and my boyfriend, we've been together for just under a year. Um, so mm. it's still, you know, new and we have that like new love um, excitement and energy. But still, yeah. we have very much recognized, you know, from from day one, um, the importance of us to explore sexually. And we have invested in a tantra um, tantric um, workshop. A couple of months ago so we've done a couple of them mm-hmm. together and even now in corona we can't attend uh, tantric practices so we've bought ourselves a couple of books uh, which we do rituals around every evening to continue to mm-hmm. invest in in your love life so it's being honest with yourself having the conversation and then continue to show up as that in the world because as you say it's very easy to just assume that it's going to just you know somehow just enter our lives and everything is going to be great and my god we you know going to have so much amazing sex when actually this is really the the more we we learn about it and continue to explore and you know refresh um our knowledge uh, and experience with ourselves and also for for our partner Finally, just to say something about um, so another one of your loves, because obviously you you love your partner, but one thing you do love is London. And for me, I think it's the greatest city in the world. And I, I think you said on your uh, website yeah. that it was the reason you were kind of came over and fell in love with, with the entire country. But yeah. so what's what do you love about London and, and what's your favourite place to go out in London? So what I love about London is people's, just the power of stories. Like I've met the most am- amazing people and I love a good story. I love getting to know people I've always always been very fascinated with people overall uh, so when I moved to London I engaged with a lot of different conversation with a lot of different you know people background ages aspirations and very quickly I realized that okay so whatever is normal for a person is very individual so this must mean that I can create the life that I really want for myself and I get to choose. I was like, this is really exciting. Mm-hmm. And then I've just continued to, to meet amazing people. One of my favorite uh, places in London used to be easy to answer because now I have so many. Um, if you would have asked me, the first place I fell in love with was Covent Garden. Uh, this is like 13 years ago when I was, uh, well, there is an Apple store there now, but before it was a restaurant and it was like November time and they had outdoor seating with heaters, obviously. Yes. So I was sitting there having dinner with a couple of friends and it was in that moment I decided that I'm going to. I'm going to move country and I'm going to come back and, and make it over here. Well, thanks for uh, making you make that decision. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm very, you know, and it's so, um, 
like from the bottom of my heart, it, it means so much with the conversations that I have with with people within Taylor Mash, uh, with the Taylor Mash community, and you know, with the likes of like even the conversation we have today to just normalize the conversation around sexual preferences and normalize the conversation of wanting to meet someone you know it's not a bad thing um it's just we want to meet someone for the right reasons and it really mm-hmm. brings me a lot of joy to to be able to have these conversations well thanks for having that conversation with us really really appreciate it and if anyone wants to find out more where should they go so uh you can go to our website so that's taylormatch.com so it's taylor as in tailoring so it's T A I. L-O-R, so Taylor Matched. And we are also very active on Instagram. That's also Taylor Matched. Uh, and if, if you want to email me, if you have any questions, uh, then it's hello at taylormatched.com. Fantastic. Hopefully a few of our listeners will get in touch. Yeah, it would be lovely. Thank you so much for having me. So that's also from taylormatched.com. Thanks so much again to her for taking part in that interview and for telling us a bit more about what she does. I hope it's been a bit of interest to you. If you've got questions or you've got things that I should have asked her, things about either relationships, matchmaking, kink, sex, how you can have those conversations, do drop me a line anytime, any place. As always, you can either tweet me at a dating dad, drop an email into datingdad at swipedoutclub.com or find me on Instagram at datingdad. We'd love to hear your thoughts on whether you think talking about sex early in a relationship is the way to go. Until next time. Stay alert, stay safe and stay dating.